Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome to the Mike Grab Weekly Podcast, episode 43, for April the 27th, 2018. Uh, how's everyone been? Hope your weeks have been well, have been good, sorry, recording this a bit tired. <laughs> Just didn't really think about how I was going to start off, to be honest, so I'm already falling over my own words, so we're off to a really fucking strapping start. Um, so yeah, I didn't record a podcast last week. I left it up in the air, like I said. Um, I wasn't sure if I was gonna record one on the Wednesday before we left for Broken Hill or whatever. But my thought... My thought more than anything else was, um... I'd rather have more to talk about on one podcast than less on two and that's purely my own justification to be lazy, really. Um, but, yeah, so I, I went to Broken Hill with my friend Ripley last week. Uh, we left on the Friday, hence why I did not record this podcast. Um, fuck, man. Broken Hill is very far away from where we live. It was a five-hour drive, and Rip, the trooper that he is, drove the whole way. And we learned very quickly that once you get to a certain point between where we live and where Broken Hill is, there is fucking nothing. Nothing in between these fucking towns. Like, so you got these towns that you go through that... I've just got to adjust my mic stand. So you've got towns that you go through that the biggest part, like their biggest attraction, their biggest tourist attraction is the fact that they've got a servo, which is brutal. It's like, man, and like, and they have police stations. These very small towns, like one of the towns called Yunta has a police station and it has a servo. I don't think it has houses. Good god damn. Good god, y'all. Holy shit. Sorry, I shouldn't be looking at my phone while I do this podcast, but I've just seen the Riley McGree goal again from um the uh elimination final between bloody uh, Newcastle and Melbourne City, if, even if you're not a sports fan in general, do yourself a favour, it's probably on YouTube already, type in Riley McGree, M-C-G-R-E-E, and it just goal, and it'll probably, the first result will probably be this fucking banger of a goal he scored tonight. And no word of a lie... It might be one of the best goals I've ever seen in my life, let alone the best style of goal that he did. So the fact that he did it, and he's younger than I am, the fact that he did that, the manner in which he did it, the game in which, like the big game in which he did it, and it was the equalizing goal as well. So to do it under such pressure in such a big game. He had defenders around him and just fucking... Ah, it's so good. 
and um, it's awesome because you go online, like I saw it on Reddit earlier today. Someone put it on one of the subreddits and it was at the top already. And I was like, holy shit, the A-League's actually going to get some good exposure now. Because like, the A-League is, the A-League is my favorite league in the whole world. And I'm always going to say that because that's always going to be true. But the things that tend to make headlines are not our brightest moments. Like if um, the netting of the goal comes down and they spend about five minutes taping it back up. That is when you're like, oh, fuck, man. Looks like some schoolyard bullshit. Oh, yeah, it was my birthday the other day as well. So, um, So I had my birthday in the week. And then, yeah, we left for Broken Hill. So we, it was almost like we could treat um, the trip to Broken Hill as like a belated birthday celebration, but we were going to go down there regardless. Um, so we got to Broken Hill, met up with Paddy, met up at his house, had a look around, put our shit down, and then, um, yeah, put our shit down. And where did we go first? Fuck, man, it was it was like a week ago, and I can't remember where we went first. But he took us around, like, uh, we just kind of checked out the digs, really, to put it simply at first. And uh, I think the first place we went off to, yeah, first place we went was this cafe on top of the mines. So for anyone that doesn't know, Broken Hill is like a big mining town. So there's this giant cafe set up at the very top that... At, when you sit by the window, you get this really good view of the whole town, basically. So, bit of a photo up there if you want to take a nice one. Um, I wish I did take a few more photos there. I'm going to have to start remembering to take photos when I go places now. Then, um, yeah, we had a look around there. And then uh, we uh, hung out a bit and then... <laughs> The biggest part of the whole trip really was to hang out and just get drunk and just catch up. Bloody boys' nights out, basically. Even though, like, I don't know. (laughs) It was weird, though. uh, Because as you drive into Broken Hill, Rip and I started to listen to the um, their AM radio stations, like their talk back stations and stuff like that they've got these old school radio ads that have not changed since like the 80s there's like puns like really heavy puns and shit in the name like there's this place called Outback Whips and Leather and their slogan is get cracking and I like fucking I'm sitting in the car and I got weak in the knees that the pun's that fucking awful god damn (laughs) Uh, it's so awful that I love it um, so I found out Broken Hill has about seven pubs in the town, which is pretty crazy. Because Broken Hill is probably about the size of Gola. I think I've been told. Um, yeah, I think it's either the population of Gola or it's just a bit bigger than Gola. Like, geographically. Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, that's got me annoyed now. 
What is it? Anyway, sorry. Radio silence. So, yeah, we hung out there. And, um, yeah, the Friday we just kind of had a bit of a catch-up, had a proper, like, hangout and all that shit. Then uh, went and got, basically went out, got drunk, met people that Paddy works with, checked out where he works. He pretty much just showed us around to some of the major sites. And then on the Saturday, we went up to what's called the, um, I think we did this on the Saturday. On the Saturday, we went up to the uh, Broken Hill statues and did like a hike. It's not even like a hike, but did the walk up to that. Check that out and have this really interesting view. Like Broken Hill's a place that if you get high enough and you look out just one direction, you can't see anything. Like it's all just like, <laughs> it's all just like barren wasteland. It's like a Borderlands game. It's pretty crazy. Like we went to, um, I think it's called the Maramara or Mari Mari Lookout. I can't remember what the lookout's called, but we went there, and there's an area there that you pull over and you can have a look around. And uh, Paddy pointed it out that one of the where you can see from there is where they shot part of Mad Max Two, like a big chase scene, which is a very appropriate, they chose a very appropriate environment to shoot a barren wasteland themed movie in because like it, it is, I honestly cannot remember the last time before this that I was in an area that if you looked all the way across somewhere, you couldn't see a house. It was really strange and like I was standing on the lookout and just get, because it's, because it's me, I get these psychotic thoughts in my head that I'm like, oh, if someone actually, you know, tried to take me out right now, would anyone actually hear me scream? So I just yelled as loud as I could and it doesn't even echo. It was, uh, it was very reassuring. <laughs> and then we checked out the Mad Max Museum, which... I think I just had it a bit too hyped up for me, more than anything else. But it's pretty decent for what it is, considering that it's based around the one franchise that doesn't have too many movies. But I think I was expecting, like... (laughs) I think I was expecting fucking something huge. Like, I was expecting cars behind, like, frames and shit. Behind glass, Just, I don't know. I, th- I was I was expecting something a bit major, but I, for what it is, it's really interesting th- as well. Though, don't get me wrong. It's just more so. Um, different than what I expected, and different doesn't mean bad. It's just, yeah, not quite what I thought it was going to be, which is all right. Yeah, so we spent one of the days there. In the day, we hung out at the Mad Max Museum, and uh, and in the night, we got drunk in one of the hotels where that's in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. So we uh, we're a diverse bunch. We got it done. 
We're there to get the job done. <laughs> oh, fuck. Seven pubs in one town, though, is crazy. Um, and it's an area that, like, they don't even have HD TV. I don't think. Like, some of the channels there were not HD. The internet there is not great. Like, I, it's it's an area that I think is due for an upgrade. That it would be awesome if someone swung through, dropped a lot of money into it, and then they were just like, "We're gonna make this a lot more." Of like a, we're gonna entice investors and shit like that to come here. We want big companies here and all that. We got a lot of land, and then you can just drive, you know, drive a lot of money into that economy would be cool. Just so my buddy has a really cool area to live in. Because you know that's all I can really want for. That's all I can really hope for is that. One of my friends let my friends live a really good life that where they're comfortable. Like, to kind of go off on a tangent here, I was talking to a friend tonight, and she was basically saying, just like, um, she realized uh, this guy she knew was just hell toxic and all that, and just had to get rid of him out of her life. And I was explaining it to her, and I was like, yeah, I've had to do this, like, that same... I've had to do that similar thing myself recently and it is insane that when you take like a step back and you really assess the people that you hang out with most, like the people that you associate with or hang out with most in your life and then you realize who amongst them is having a negative impact on you. When you get that out, I it's just it it really is a game changer. Because since having done that, that there's just a lot less meaningless bullshit in my life that I just find myself like I'm not throwing my hands up in the air going this is not important, which is which is nice. It's a lot more relaxing and it's a thing that. Like I, it's a thing that I'm quite happy to be as selfish as I want to be in that kind of scenario because it's it's your own happiness you're dealing with, man. Like you can't expect these people to rely on you for their happiness. They have to make their own, and you make your own. And a way to make your own is to not hang out with fucking toxic people like that that suck the fun out of everything. There's only so much of that you can take until you just want to be like, can you just fucking lighten up, man? Life is not out to get you. That is one of my favorite phrases ever. I'm pretty sure it's actually a Neck Deep album title, but I can't remember. But that is such a good phrase. Life is not out to get you. It's so good. Like, even when I was having that dumb shit happen the other week, I wasn't thinking about it like, why does the world have to do this to me? I was like, fuck, life is not out to get me, but it's just... I'm just in a shitty scenario right now. And this scenario will pass. It's just I have to deal with this now. And then how I deal with this now will help define how I deal with the next situation and the one after that. It's like that how you do one thing is how you do everything. It's very interesting. So then, got back from Broken Hill. Uh, 
I took that Monday off, which was nice. Slept, went to work. Uh, I'm going to seize at some point during this podcast, and it's either going to happen now or it's never going to happen. That's not it. That sentence made zero sense. <laughs> nope. It's going to surprise me. Um, so, Wednesday was uh, Anzac Day. So, I still have not made my way to a dawn service yet in my life. I think I need to do that. I think I owe that to, you know, being an Australian and actually respecting the heritage. And, you know commemorating memories I think I owe it to myself to actually and to you know the fallen soldiers and everything to actually go to a dawn service one day I just I'd feel like I'm a bit out of place there just because I wouldn't know what like not obviously no one's there to see me but I don't know (laughs) I just because I've never been to one before I just don't know where to stand or what happens during the whole thing, really. I don't know how long they go for. Because we used to do them back in... Like, we used to do something along those lines back in school. Um, regarding Remembrance Day. So, I don't know if, if there's a... If there's a... Like, a ceremony similar to that that they do. I don't know. It's been a while since I've actually... Because I used to watch them sometimes on TV, but I've never actually gone to one. Fuck, it makes me realise how long it's actually been since I even watched one. I've got to get my shit together. I'm going to do one next year. Um. Oh, while I'm thinking of it. Just, I looked up on my whiteboard on top of my computer, and I saved it for ticking off a list item for now. So I've got interstate trip ticked off. Well... Broken Hill is in New South Wales, so technically it was another interstate trip. So I'm going to put another tick next to this list item. So there's going to be about three seconds of radio silence. Did it. And there you go. You experienced that with me. How do you feel about that? Do you feel like we know each other a little better? Do you realise how much of an indulgent fuckhead I am? Because I just did. Fuck. Uh, so Wednesday, I caught up with some friends. Got Started to get this project organised, which I'm very excited to have happen eventually, and that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Um, Thursday, I went out to see the comedian Ari Shafir with my buddy Chris. Speaking of people who are positive influence, Chris is a very good one. He's a he's a guy that's really got his shit together. He's one of these guys that everything he does basically is working towards the same goal. And pretty much his goal at the moment is to be financially independent, like from everything. And he's going to get there like really soon, I think, compared to most other people anyway. Like he's working towards like, not owing the bank anything. And he knows so much shit. Like, he was explaining his process and what he's going to do and how he's going to go about it and all that. I was just like, man, I don't know half these fucking words you're saying, but it sounds good and you say it in the right way, so I believe it all. It made me, uh... <laughs> there was literally a point there where I was like, I fuck, I am dumb. I said that to him. I was like, I need to get smarter. 
So he's going to give me some books to read, which is cool. I was talking to him, actually, similar to how I was... Because I was speaking to him about um, about how it's good to get rid of people that aren't a good influence or just they give the bad vibe, basically. Um, it's like... The, it's like cutting out the junk from your life. Like there's, you know, it's like when people cut out junk food from their diet. You can cut out junk people. You can cut out junk time and all that. Like I'm much more aware these days compared to like a year ago. I'm significantly more aware of when I'm wasting time. And I can kind of snap out of it a lot easier. And I think it's because I'm a lot more aware of it now. Like, I've had times, like, I'm st- I am still do it here and there. And I just catch myself doing it. But I think catching yourself doing it is the, the start to when you reel it back. Because I've started to reel it back due to that. I've had times where, I, you know, I'll just look at something on my phone. You get a notification. And then before you know it, you start scrolling through it. And then about 10 minutes pass... Like, I've had this thing, yeah, then about 10 minutes pass, and I just kind of stop, and I just out loud kind of say, say out loud to myself, what the fuck am I doing? And then just put the phone down and actually go do something. And that sounds like such an old curmudgeon grandparent thing to say, but I think you understand what I mean. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, we went to see Ari Shafir on Thursday, which was good. It was good to actually see someone from, like, that Joe Rogan circle of friends, considering fucking Tom Segura always cancels his shows here. The fucking dog. What an absolute dog can't. But. Sorry, I had to yawn. (laughs) Hopefully, Tom Segura comes here this year. Hopefully Joe Rogan comes here this year. That'd be cool. Just hopefully a lot of good comedians come here this year. That's We're off to a good start already. Um, and then today, I um, drove into the city. Um, last three days I've driven into the city, by the way. Or have been in the city or... I've been driven into the city with a friend or I've driven into the city and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. Um, Drove into the city tonight because I had a plan to go see this uh, Australian band called Endless Heights playing at a venue called The Crown and Anchor. Really good venue. I've actually played a show there before. One of my crowning glories in life was when I played a show there and when the big like mosh pit started... I grabbed my microphone and I was just like all the way to the back and they actually pushed it all the way to the back. It was fucking awesome. I felt powerful in that moment. Um, I started... Like, I got there really early because do- the first band didn't start till about 9.30. And then I looked at the event and I realized Endless Heights were starting at 11.30 and I was just like, fuck man, I cannot be here waiting for the headliner to start at 11.30. It made me feel so old, but that's just the life I'm living now, I guess. 
Sorry, one sec. Yeah, that was gross. Um, so yeah, I called it an early night after the first band finished. This band called Pinkish Blue, who, funnily enough, one of their members was in a band I have played a show with. His band played on the, I think his band played before my band did at this show in Capunda, which was cool. Um, what else have I got written on his list? Nah, this list isn't. I've kind of covered everything on this list, so I'm going to get into my album of the week this week. My album of the week this week is by a band called The Last 10 Seconds of Life. And the album is called Soulless Hymns. Fuck, how do I actually describe Last 10 Seconds of Life? Intense. Like, it's 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 not it's not happy music. It's very fucking angry, and the vocalist sounds like a goddamn dinosaur. It'll make you want to wreck shit, but like in the best way. Like, if you're angry, if you need to get it out, just listen to that, and it's like fucking. It's like a baptism. It's awesome. I need to get my vocals that good. If I get my vocals that good, I'll be a happy man, man. <coughs> Dude is straight up a dinosaur. Oh, lordy. I would use more words to describe it, but I feel like I'm starting to lose my voice right now. So I'm going to start wrapping it up. I'm not sure what I'm up to this weekend. Tomorrow, I'm going to the city with my friend Blake. He wants to go look at drum stuff. So I'm going to go look at guitar stuff. And other than that, I'm not too sure. So I'm going to leave it at that while my voice is still working. Hopefully next week, my voice doesn't start to give out. This is very weird. Alright. Alright, I'm going to do it now before I sound weird. (laughs) Alright, have a great week, guys.